ready to record now. Welcome to episode 62 of Off the Crossbar. Three years to retirement, 62 years after we could have joined AARP. Wait, did it exist in the... Oh, that reminds me. Oh, we didn't me. ever learn. 60s. I actually do need to join. Well, I did join AARP, and I do yes. need to finish setting up my IMED account so I can get my contacts. And that actually did end up working out in my favor. Um, so This is great news. I got to pay about like, I think it's like 18 or something bucks a month, but then they pay, they cover the entire cost of my contacts, which are very expensive. So. Oh, yeah. I should actually look into that because my contacts are also very expensive. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing here is uh, AARP was founded 63 years ago. So the timing here just worked out immaculately. That's delightful. Yeah. Wow. I so, love it. Congratulations yeah. to both us and AARP then. Yeah. Next episode will be our golden anniversary then. I think that's how they put that. We'll celebrate by getting a 15% off discounted meal at Denny's. Oh, no. (laughs) Kyle, is there anything? What can we eat at Denny's? Like bacon and sausage? Probably just the meats. Oh, no, you can't. uh, No, wait. Which one is it? It's either Denny's or IHOP uses, has pancake batter like in their eggs. So you guys can't do that. What? Wow. This this is a tip I learned from my buddy whose wife is they free. put pancake batter in their eggs. It's not like it's not like half pancake batter, half eggs, but there is like some portion of or maybe they cook it on the same surface or something like that. It's probably that. I don't he, think they would I don't I've know what recipe heard about people doing that in scrambled eggs actually. What? There is something no. that they put in the eggs that has flour in it and or it gets on the eggs or something. Anyway, his wife can't eat at either Denny's or IHOP, and I don't remember which one it is. That is absolutely heartbreaking for me. Someone who's been going or just dying to go to Denny's for years now. So yeah, you know, I'll find well, out which one it is and let you know. You might still be able to go. We're gonna have to relocate our podcast anniversary party. <clears throat> yeah, which you're all invited to. Every single yeah. one of you. All three listeners. There's only three. That's a 300% growth over, you know, a year ago. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. Only All right. Three. Should we, uh, should we social hour? Let's do it, Matt. You should go first. Cause I'm very intrigued about your trip. Yes. So first I flew to Chicago on an airplane, which, uh, it's fine. <laughs> I, I don't hate airplanes. I don't love airplanes. They're simply a means to an end. Is this a recent but I'd thing? Much Are we drive. talking like airplanes post-COVID or just airplanes in general? In general. I actually don't mind it post-COVID. I actually probably feel a little better about things. Interesting. Um, I just hate the boarding process. If they could just like drop me into my seat well, or like Hannibal Lecter me to a chair and yeah, you know, but the, wheel me the in. The thing is, is that because everything needs to be like monetized to every single possible level the boarding process and is is intentionally miserable to try to get you to pay for a less miserable experience i'm pretty sure which i did on the way to chicago and it was wonderful (laughs) exactly Um, i also paid for internet which i later learned on my way back was a mistake 
so let's talk airplanes first. Okay. Uh, American Airlines Wi-Fi. Uh, you can bypass their, like, you can't do anything else protections uh, with, like, a simple VPN client. Personally, I use ExpressVPN. Really? And, uh, yeah, it was super easy. I just hit connect, and it connected. Does this? And then I watched the RSL match on my way home. Wow. The quality was very bad. It was, you know, but oh, yeah. you, you don't say. <laughs> you can watch, you can understand like the tactical themes of a soccer game yeah. uh, with very little like reception. That is true. You can just by pixel counting, just see what's going on. Yeah. Um, if anyone has tried that same thing using Express VPN on something like Delta, please let me know because I'm it, curious. It does not work on Delta. They're a little more sane about it. Oh, that's which is too bad. That is too bad. But I Dang assume they it. just restrict any access outside of their little confined network until they registered that you paid for it. Yeah, that sucks. Okay. The other thing that the funny thing with Delta though is that um, you used to be able to get like the free version if you had T-Mobile, and you, I think you still can. You get like a certain amount of time. It's for free if you have T-Mobile. Um, the thing is though, is that I had Verizon for a really long time. I have T-Mobile now, so it's free for me, but I had Verizon for a really long time. And all you needed to do was just type in the phone number of someone who has T-Mobile <laughs> and it would let you log on. That's amazing. So I, like now it has you verify stuff. Like it sends you a message. I'm pretty sure. I think you could still do it if you just like know the person. Maybe I can't remember what it's like now, but like for a good few years, you could just type in. Like I would like all my family had T-Mobile, so I would just use my mom's phone number, my brother's phone number, and then that's that was really good. beautiful. So that I was like nice. It. So shout out to that when that was a thing. It was, yeah. it was like the movie pass of uh, mobile internet on a plane. Yeah, so. plane internet is a scam. So I'm happy to bypass it every it now really and then. It really is. And if American Airlines is listening, um, you probably have better things to do with your time. American that's Airlines. True. Uh, so the next thing to know is that Lucas and I were in Chicago at the same time. Just coincidentally? Yeah, just coincidentally. Uh, did not see each other. <laughs> we didn't arrange to because, you know. Different trips. We see each other regularly. It's it's fine. We weren't taking a trip together. If we were taking a trip together, it would have been a lot of fun. But, you know, that's a lot of arrangement for to get Nando's together. Instead, yeah. we, we each got Nando's separately, which always a good time. Did you uh, did you go to a baseball game? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> Lucas went to a baseball game. Yeah, oh. I feel bad for him. <laughs> he went to no. He actually went to one of the only good Cubs games that's happened oh. in the last several while years. Oh. So like, for him. lucky him picked a good day. Uh, I did go to. I think we did three museums and an aquarium. Uh, so you know, I'm a big museum guy. Uh, yeah. That's very time I can spend time at a museum. I'm pretty happy. Rank also, them favorite to least favorite. One, two, three. Which museums did you go oh, to? Oh, well, this go is going to be hard. <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, first day we did uh, the Shed Aquarium. Pretty good. Not a not an amazing aquarium. If you're ever in Monterey, California, just go to that one instead. Uh, it's the best aquarium in the world. Yes. Skip every other aquarium. Um. So we did the uh, the Art Institute of Chicago, uh, quite big, going over Labor Day weekend. Meant it was fairly busy, not ideal for an art museum for me. 
you know, you, gotcha. you want that kind of solitary experience sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, some fair. good, good stuff in the collection. A lot of good impressionist stuff. Um, some, some good stuff from Picasso's blue period that you don't get to see every day. Uh, so that was, that was good. Um, the museum of contemporary art was probably stronger, uh, but we had less time there. We had a great Chicago comics, uh, exhibit on the, the third floor that was fantastic. Uh, just indie comics oh, from I saw Chicago. The, uh, like, some of your pictures from that, that looks very cool. Yeah, it's tremendous. Um, if you're in Chicago, I think that one's open till oof, maybe November. Uh, but double check, certainly. Nice. Uh, well worth the cost. Of, you know, it's like a $15 museum. Mm-hmm. Great cost, great museum. Other than that, I don't know that I have too much else to report. We walked everywhere. I, I mean, not ever. Took the train a lot. Yeah. Uh, the uh, metro system is pretty good in Chicago, which is nice. Is it... Like for getting around, have you spent time in New York or no? A little bit, but not not a I huge mean, amount. I just that's what I always compare transit to because I think as far as I know, like there's obviously a lot of problems with New York's uh, the infrastructure itself, but I think as far as using it to get around, New York's is like probably the best in the country. I would think, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Chicago's is interesting because uh, most all all of the lines on weekdays go through what they call the loop. Mm. Which is right in the the center of downtown. They've got a, I don't know, it's like eight block loop or like eight by four block or something a loop where they all go around. Uh, so if you're just looking to go somewhere inside that, you can just hop on basically any train that comes your oh, way. That's nice. Uh, very convenient. Um, other than that's that, cool. it's uh, the the timings were good. It is a flat fare, which is nice. Um, yeah. Rather not like pay a, like like a daily fare or like a. Every time you hop on, you pay whatever. Yeah, every time you hop on. Although you can get a daily or weekly card, which I uh, oh, okay. highly recommend it. Um, it but you know, like just you tap had, once. Yeah, it seemed like you had like a lot of good uh, gluten-free Chicago yes. foods, which was I was so surprised this is to probably see. like the greatest thing. Uh, first, a deep dish pizza that was gluten-free. Uh, turns out, I so I got a small thinking like, okay, I won't have like leftover pizza the whole time I'm there. Um, except I did because a small deep dish pizza for one, it's still pretty big. It's like a 10 inch pizza. Um, but they did a 12 inch and a 14 inch. So wow. I would love to go, uh, on a little gluten-free trip. One of these days we can force Trevor to eat gluten-free with us. <laughs> you say that like, it's going to be a challenge or like I'm opposed to gluten-free stuff. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> you should be. It's not, not usually as good. No, like uh, I, I agree. It's not the preferred thing but like if somebody's like oh like here's some gluten-free bread like yeah i'll take it that's fine yeah not opposed yeah that is like (laughs) man yeah my food allergy stuff is probably like the biggest anxiety in my life but mainly when it comes to how it like i don't want other people to have to live my life you know (laughs) yeah yeah i totally understand that that. so much but uh if if that's the stated goal of a trip or something and trevor always agreed to those terms then that's one thing (laughs) yeah i like that that's funny (laughs) uh good gluten-free donuts from stan's don't stan's i think it was stan's i don't know uh let me just (laughs) do a little googling the chicago chain yeah i think it was stan's yeah Oh, uh, Stan's sounds like a, go, a good donut place. 
Uh, but cross contamination, super heavy. So, like, would not recommend if you're concerned about cross contamination yeah. with your gluten freedom. Uh, and then uh, some gluten free pasta at a place that was just unreal. Uh, it's a some rigatoni from Caponi's is the brand. Um, so I'm going to be looking to buy like a case of that, and I'll certainly it's perfect if you want, Kyle. I would love that. Trevor, you can continue buying pasta for a dollar a box. <laughs> Perfect. Which this is, is why be probably better. This is why Italy has the celiac subsidy. Yeah. This life is expensive. Which I think I've said before, I'm on board for. We should definitely be doing that. All, all things Italian, Trevor's on board for. That's no. true. Every <laughs> single uh, thing through the thick and thin. No. Oh boy. Through the bad and the good. <laughs> not really. <laughs> There's some parts of it that I'm not really on board with. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's relief. But to be fair, like we don't have to get into this. There's some parts of like a lot of things, like this country, that I'm also not on board with. So that's oh, fair really? enough. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? Me. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's about all I've got for social hour. I came back, took a two-hour nap. Oh, that's uh, great. Still kind of waking up from it, but here I am, 10 p.m. Trevor, what about you? What'd you what'd you get going on on this sweet Labor Day weekend? Did you have to work on Labor Day? Of course not. That's good. No, I'm uh, the most blue-collar guy here, so yeah, no, we don't work on Labor Day. Well, I mean, Thank that's goodness. not necessarily always the case. Like, no, people, it's not, but... It really just depends. Like the people who are working on the house that I that is being built that I have purchased is they were working yesterday, which or yeah, well, which I was surprised to see. That's a shame. To be it honest, it is a shame. Labor Day is slowly becoming my favorite holiday. It's like the beginning. So for like the this is getting into the weeds a little bit, but for my like company holidays, the paid holidays that we get. There's like one or maybe two that happened before Labor Day. I think it's Memorial Day and July 4th. And then all of the rest of the like eight or nine others are all from Labor Day through the end of the year. So we get like one on average, it's like two days a month paid off from like September through the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. So we're kind of hitting that stretch. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did not work Labor Day. I was going to go out to Wendover. Um, but then your boy, uh, did some bad math and had to use, <laughs> I actually, uh, or this isn't a bad thing. Call it over the, across the pond. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a bad thing, but I accidentally overpaid, um, towards my credit cards. So oh. I didn't have enough money in the account to pay rent. So I had to move money out of what was separated into the go play poker budget mm-hmm. to go cover rent for this month. So Wendover just didn't happen. That's okay. That'll do it. So I just ended up staying home and playing video games. Uh, my kid one. is yeah. still, did I tell you guys, did we talk about it last week? Um, my kid got exposed to COVID at school. Yes. So I think they're on day five or six of quarantine on So they just, at, at like we their just mom's decided, house? yeah, we just decided to just keep her there and not have her come over here. Got it. Makes sense. So, um, but nice. yeah, that was pretty much it. That was my Labor Day. Um, oh, uh, college football season started. Yes, it did. BYU had a good game. I'm not a big college football guy, and I'm becoming less and less than one every single year. Yep. But Sweet. <laughs> we we still cheer for BYU 
football oh, and BYU which, basketball and that's about it like uh oh, and baseball we're big remi- fans of baseball i mean mm. this is not to like you know bring the pod down or whatever but speaking of BYU football being trevor yeah oh, yeah so for, uh, do we call him friend of the pod oh yeah. of course we call being friend of the pod well i was gonna say like something friend of the pod that we friend of the pod I'm, that's what I was going to say, because we usually norm, we normally use that ironically, so I didn't want to call okay, him no, something. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's right. Being legitimately. So, what happened? Actually, reality uh-huh. is a friend of the pod. He was just recently in a car accident. I don't know all the details, but I, I know I saw that he someone was, say it was a, yeah, it was actually. Someone was driving drunk at like 6.30 a.m. in Portland, and he was on his way to go play golf and yeah. just hit him head on. And he's in, I, I'm a, is he out of the hospital by now? I don't know if he's out of the hospital. I would imagine he, if he's not, he's close. Um, I know that he had, or he said he had a couple surgeries on his arm or his elbow, <laughs> man, which got him really messed up. Um, yeah, yeah, so, like he's he's yeah. fine. He's not like in danger of anything, but right, just really awful. Yeah, yeah. So go tell Bean Mace on Twitter uh, that he should get better soon. But that just really sucks. I just feel he really bad. should. But yeah, that's really too bad. Um, hold on one sec. We are holding. Oh, sorry. Carly's doing stuff. Um, oh. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah. Okay, I'll go, I'll go now. Um, let's see. It was Labor Day weekend, twenty twenty one. Okay. Uh. I went to, I went and hung out like the, the, the pool, the neighborhood pool is closing this weekend or closed this weekend. Uh, so went there on Friday and on Monday as well Had a barbecue Monday afternoon, um, which was great. And then, uh, Saturday Carly's, uh, brother and his family moved up to Preston, Idaho, um, from Salt Lake and then Logan and then just continued northward i guess um so it was her nephew's birthday so we did a little uh little it's only two hours to preston from here so we went up to up to cash rally went and got some coffee at east canyon coffee east can't east side coffee it might not have the word canyon in it anyway this good coffee place in in logan it was nice and then went to preston and then came home and then i went to the uh game on saturday and then on sunday i watched the men's national team game unfortunately i suffered through that um but yeah just had a solid weekend just uh relaxing i'm i'm curious what you guys think about the uh monday holiday versus the friday holiday what do you i mean we don't have really any friday uh holidays but um celebrated fridays though yeah Yeah. i'm just like i i i mean i'm inclined to say the friday feels better but it i'm starting to think that monday might be a little bit better because then you get the three-day weekend and you get four days going into the like this week is only four days long work week wise yeah which is kind of nice i like over the past like year or two I've started getting a little bit more of the Sunday scaries, like as a thing. Me too. Um, and not having to work on Monday super alleviates that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I like the idea of not having to like deal with the Sunday scaries rather than looking, working all week, knowing that I'm working towards a three day weekend. 
Yeah. If that makes I, sense. I like, I know I, it's the same thing, but it's not. Where I'm kind of at too. It's not. And it's also, it's kind of nice having a weekend so close to after your net, your long weekend. Cause the long weekend doesn't ever feel long enough. And then it's like, okay, well now it's only four days into the next weekend, which is good. Yeah. Which I'm starting to, I'm starting to come around to the Monday holiday. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. The reason, I mean, I used to like the opposite because like in, in school growing up, there were a lot, it seemed like there were a lot of Fridays that you just like had off randomly, like for, for like the end of the term or yeah, there was like stuff like that or like a teacher, like parent teacher conference type of day or whatever. You just have a Friday off, but then like the actual holidays were generally Mondays. And I used to always hate the Monday ones, but now the Sunday scaries are very real because I like to have a chill Sunday, but like the thing that ruins the chill Sundays is when those start to creep in when you're at like, it's like 6, 6.37 p.m. Like you've had like a nice family dinner or something and you're like, oh, I feel very relaxed right now. And then it's like, oh, wait a sec. This is time is slipping away from me into the endless capitalist machine that we all function <laughs> in. And uh, you can just feel it looming. So. Yeah. Much nope. like the, the, the metaphorical loom in which we all work. So yeah. Uh, anyway, great weekend. Uh, had, had a nice, good, good time. Uh, good, good, good. Yeah. It was, it was, it was good. Did stuff. Yeah. Should we talk, talk sock as we do? Oh yeah. <laughs> never said that. I'm probably never. won't again. I've never heard that kind before. Of a, like a low ankle sock. Uh, sock. black. That's right. Wait, is that not what you meant? I well, it is now. Oh, um, speaking of talking sock, Matt. <laughs> yes. New new laptop discussion, real quick. Oh yeah, I I'm redownloaded. So happy for you. I redownloaded Steam. Yes. For the first time in several years. Oh, good for you. And you are my only friend on oh, Steam. Just like <laughs> about, in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And about seven, eight, nine minutes ago, I got a notification from Steam that you are playing Football Manager 2021. Yeah, I actually keep it open all the time on my Mac Mini. And oh, okay. You always have to keep time. it open. Yeah. Well, enjoy your game. I mean, I'm not not playing <laughs> my game. I, I so. hope you win. You should. I mean, can you win? Year is 2029, and Chelmsford. <laughs> Chelmsford. Is Chelmsford. in the Premier League. Uh, we are in the Champions League this year. Like things is are Chelmsford going well. A real, a real team. Yeah, they're, they're like in the fourth real. league too. I think. Oh no, uh, they're way, way below that. Way lower than like that? the fourth in, division. I think it's wait. League six. two. League two is the fourth division. You're right, Once yeah. you get below that, it's non-conference. So it's like yeah. semi-pro. Chelmsford. No, they're it, they're conference. They're non-league. You so can't come up with a more league, that's like, what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, fake they're in the National League British South. team name than Chelmsford. That doesn't that's not real. They did not get promoted. Uh they did not get relegated, so they remain in the National League South. Oh, also, before we uh talk sock, um, I got an update on the gluten free Denny's IHOP thing. Oh, good. Denny's is good. I don't know if IHOP still does, but they used to put pancake batter only in the scrambled eggs to make them fluffier. Like obviously your regular eggs don't have anything. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, my buddy does recommend pancake house. If you want to get like gluten-free breakfast oh, yeah, yeah. food stuff. I did know that, pancake actually, house yeah. Does that. Yeah. Weirdly. I did know that. I'm, I've just never been a big, big breakfast guy. Oh, also tonight I did go to, um, so this is reverting a little bit back to before yeah, talk. Uh, I went to Log Haven in that like one of those 
nice restaurants in uh, Mill Creek Canyon tonight. Tonight, and it was delightful. And uh, had a filet mignon, and it was mm. it was great. Was it a romantic destination? Uh, there were like twelve people in our group, but yes. <laughs> Would you describe it as a storied log mansion? Honestly. Yeah, it is a story uh, log mansion because my right. friend, uh, who I was, one of my friends who I was there with, he used to work there and he was telling us stories about uh, the place and he knows people that like work there and knows the manager or the owner or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was, it was delightful. Uh, very, very good food. Um, mm. big, big fan. Log so, Haven is, I think, if I'm not very much mistaken, where our friends Travis and Heather got married. Oh, hmm. I actually didn't know that. That's great. Like, I'm looking at the pictures and it looks very much like the place. That would make sense. Um, I mean, beautiful. unless I'm an idiot, which has happened. So, <laughs> but it was definitely up Mill Creek Canyon and the outdoor space looks. I mean, there's going to be yeah. one of two places there. So it's probably at Log, Can- Log Haven or the place across the street, which I don't know what that is, but there's this really beautiful waterfall that flows down into like this pond across the street and i think it's a i think it's a venue over there as well i'm not quite sure if it's i don't really get it Mm. but anyway very good very good stuff but i was gonna just with gluten-free discussion they're very accommodating and also goodness and potatoes and asparagus were obviously gluten-free but well it's not necessarily obviously they obvious they didn't use anything that was gluten uh containing so it was great um, so yeah, Log Haven, classic. All right, so news, news. What's Trevor, first? You must also say the word news. News. All right. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at Mill Creek Canyon to see if there's another place. Oh, it might have been Mill Creek Inn. Yeah, it's it might have been that one. Their like outdoor area thing is really nice looking. Oh yeah, I, I think it was. It's listed as a wedding venue, and I visited there four years ago, which is about the time that they got married. So thanks, Google, oh, for that go. reminder. All right, forget it. I don't know anything about Log Haven. Sorry. That's all right. All right. So the U.S. men's national team played Canada. Was it Canada? They played two uh, games. Oh, yeah. Two games since we recorded. They they played away in El Salvador and uh, and then they played at home in Nashville against Canada. And against El Salvador, I watched that whole miserable game as well. Uh, ended 0-0, which I have been told is a good result. Um, so that's cool, I guess. Well, uh, it is. So uh, it's not. <laughs> it's I understand not where you're cool. coming from, but like at the end of the day, there's well, the, at the, the thing end is of the day, leading into the next few days, uh, also showed why it was probably. I mean, it's not. It's not good. It's a minimum bar, right? Yeah, but and that's I, the thing. Like it, in World Cup qualifying, I know this is a thing that people say all the time, and nobody really believes it until like I don't know. But you draw, draw on the road, road you win, win at home, home and then, that's the recipe, and it works every single time. As long as you can do that, you're going to qualify right. for the World Cup. The teams that do that do, and the teams that don't don't right so So, draw on the road like it was a horrible game we played very badly it's definitely worthy of criticism like on that level but the result one point okay we're fine with it that's fair i was i was very nervous about how we earned that one point because i knew that the next game was uh kind of i mean you know 
not many things are a definitional must win, but there are certain games that you say, you know, are a must win. And that was pretty much one of those as much as a two out of, you know, 14 game days can be a must win. Um, like we, and, and it should be noted that Christian Pulisic did not play in game one against El Salvador. Cause he was coming out of having COVID. Uh, then, Coming up, leading into the um, the Canada game, Gio Reyna injured his hamstring, so he didn't play in that one. And then Weston McKinney broke team rules, so he didn't play in that one uh, and is got sent back to Italy. So that sucks. And then, so we played Canada to a 1-1 draw um, in which the United States were playing against a team that was playing with you know, four midfielders and five defenders, and we could not figure out what to do there. Got a couple decent chances, scored one of them, hit the post on the other. And uh, then all we had to do was not let Alfonso Davies, Canada's best player they've ever had and ever produced, do one thing. And we let him do the one thing. And also failed to do a few other things. And so he just ran down the field and uh, passed it to Kyle Laren, who was wide open, who was gigantic. And I don't know how you lose track of him. And uh, he tapped it in to tie the game. And then we couldn't score again. So then we tied 1-1, which is a terrible result. And yes, now we're... Uh, <laughs> it's feeling... <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you know, everyone's stressed because of what happened last World Cup. But that's, you know, we had a slow start and people said, you know, like it's game, it's only game two out of, out of 10 or whatever. And it's easier to qualify now. There are more games, but you know, slow start, you'd, you'd rather not have a slow start <laughs> and yeah. we do have that. So it's really frustrating. Um, and I, those games were miserable to watch, quite honestly, they were neither one of one of them was worth watching at all. It's very frustrating to see that. Yeah. Also, what would it be like to f- support a team that can just consistently score goals? Like, I don't even know anymore. I, I'm, I don't remember what that feels like. Real Salt Lake consistently scores yeah, goals. Say, Real Salt Lake right? usually scores goals. They score we like just a don't goal. Consistently <laughs> do it well or win. <laughs> yeah. They usually score a goal. Yeah. Um, well, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, I wish those games really hadn't happened. Um, United States plays now. They play on the road at, at Honduras this Wednesday. No Weston McKinney. Um, you know, I Probably I don't no know. Arena. But no, definitely no G Arena. He got sent back to Dortmund already. Um, yeah. So I don't. I mean, the thing is, is like. Weston's being an idiot. Like, I mean, how hard is yeah. it to not break team protocols? He already got in trouble for this at Juventus. How he, it's it's literally like a week and a half that he had to just not break COVID team protocols or whatever, and he just couldn't do it. Well, and that's it's really that's the oh, thing. Sorry, is like, continue. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. I was just gonna say, like, no, you're good. It, bringing up that him bringing up that he did this before at Juventus, like, is important because it does establish like that he's done this before but also yeah. if you do it for your club team like that's kind of a bummer you're out for a week or whatever yeah. in a 34 game season but when you do it to your world to your national team like during world cup qualifiers when you only have to be good and follow the rules 
for a, a week. It's seven days. Just relax for seven days. Yeah. And then I don't know. Again, no, I'm not it's, at all it's, encouraging like breaking the rules, but if you're going to break the rules, like be smart about it. Don't well, do it in the middle yeah. of World Cup qualifiers, dude. Yeah, Landon Donovan <laughs> was on uh, Grant Wall's podcast saying exactly that. Like essentially like he was also saying how, you know, he apparently has done something that's really caused a big problem etern- internally, but didn't speak in specifics, but he, he said like he, I mean, there was one thing where he was, you know, he's, he was new to Juventus. He's very isolated, uh, in a lot of senses, um, long season had been in COVID very strict COVID lockdown in Turin for quite some time. Um, you know, had people over broke protocol or whatever. Landon was talking about how he's much more understanding of that situation, but you're like, you're literally here. <laughs> you're you're you this is a once in four year opportunity right now and uh like you're playing with a couple guys john brooks and christian pulisic who were there when we didn't qualify last time and you know they essentially had to had to deal with the fallout from that these more younger newer guys haven't and i just like yeah it's just ridiculous just don't it's just frustrating and that now I'm very concerned that I mean if we if we get a win in Honduras which is going to be extremely tough one of the hardest places to win on the road in CONCACAF uh I think their record over the last like 15 is like nine wins two losses and like three draws or whatever something like that uh it's going to be really tough to win um and if we do, then that really gets us back right on track. But I'm just very, I'm not, not optimistic. I don't know. I don't know if this team, this team still just has a problem with like the, in the final third, which has just kind of been a thing for ever since Josie Altador was good. So I don't know, man. Well, going back to the gold cup, I'm just looking at this now. They played a home game at the gold cup against Granada and they destroyed them. They played a home yeah. game against Qatar <laughs> And they lost. Yeah. They played a home game against Canada and they tied. Mm. So that's their last three home games. Yeah. And Honduras is ranked. I mean, I don't take whatever you want out of the FIFA rankings, but Honduras is ranked lower than El Salvador right now. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely historically a tough place to play, but maybe now is the time when you capitalize on Honduras not being great. Better be the dang time because we got to got to get a fat dub out of there but anyway matt i'm sure you didn't watch the game on sunday right no, no i was eating delicious food <sighs> that was the much better choice i was yeah. just so angry they I might mean, have had yeah, it on the tv but i was good, facing but... away from the tv which is probably good oh also just like really stupid young mistakes like okay so there was this moment in the game where I mean the game got really chippy, right? Like there, I mean there were some times where the players up in each other's faces or whatever. It's it's like a good rivalry game now. Yeah, yeah. So there was this moment where United States has struggled for chances for like they they dominate possession like seventy two percent or whatever, and um you know Canada is just bunkering trying to counter through Alfonso Davies which is a good game plan because they're the inferior team they have a guy who can break like and is one of the best players at his position in the world like he plays for Bayern Munich he's a great player so that was obviously always going to be the case and then 
there's this moment where the United States gets an incredible, like they counter a, a Canadian counter, I believe it was. And it's lining up to be a really good chance. Very similar to, uh, our, like, like where we, we scored the goal and it's Tyler Adams wins the ball and makes this, uh, this pass to set up whoever was playing like left wing for the United States at this, at this exact moment. And then behind the scenes, like behind the ball, not behind the scenes, but behind the play as the play continued. And we're about to like get a, like four on two, three on two scoring chance. Uh, a foul is called behind the play because Tyler Adams, after passing the ball and making this great defensive effort and great pass to get us, you know, a, a scoring chance, just decided he was going to like body check Mark Anthony K. And I was just, and so called the foul, chance gone. And like that, that honestly could have been the, a moment where we sealed the game and we just didn't because we did something stupid. Like, there, you have to pick your moments when to make those type of thing, when to do that type of thing, if you're going to get a yellow card or whatever. But we just have like some of that youthful uh, ignorance comes out sometimes. And it's just like, guys, come on. Like you can't, can't do this. So that was just one of the most, I, I can't stop thinking about that moment because it was so promising. And then just immediately just gone because Tyler Adams was an idiot after doing something very Tyler Adams, which was very good. So, well, and that's, I think the, my takeaway from this team right now, anyway, is basically just that like the discourse around it is that like, we're way too talented of a team. We have way too many players on really good teams doing really good things for, you know, champions league games and all that stuff. Like we're obviously a very talented team, but we're still young very yeah. young and and inexperienced in world cup qualifying and i know that i don't want to keep harping on this but concacaf world cup qualifying is different from any other world cup qualifying just like african Qu- world cup qualifying is different from anywhere else you can't really like compare it to the euros and you can't really compare it to any anything else because it's it's its own thing and the players that we have don't have experience with it they yeah. don't know how to handle it and this like that play with tyler adams that's what's happening because they don't have experience yeah and like if this team isn't good enough at this point honestly i think it's just down to players experience and like individual moments and decisions being made because they don't know any better which hopefully they wisen up real quick and figure that stuff out but yeah yeah, I guess it's we'll not see. it's not an issue of talent with this team i, I think that's certainly the case but yeah anyway well looking forward to tomorrow then huh me too oh, no that's not the takeaway i'm not looking forward to it at all <laughs> oh. can't wait to watch the entire thing again yeah all Brutal. right next up on the news items uh rsl is interviewing coaches um and has at least interviewed one candidate on the I east thought, coast i thought the dunny said they had interviewed three candidates no, I think or they just the had first, identified three candidates. The first of three candidates. Okay, and that maybe I read they, too quick. The, the interviews took place over Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, which, if I, I have questions about that process, but that's because I can't imagine sitting in an interview for three days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not because I have concerns. Yeah. Clearly, it's not me. I hope there was no question about this, but 
I really believe in my coaching skills, and someday I'll make the big time. I did well, bring keep, Chelmsford up to the Premier League. So. Chelmsford. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, so we don't know who that is. We know it was on the East Coast. Uh, so I, I don't think there's much to add beyond that. Uh, we, one note is that uh, the MLS offices are on the East Coast. They're in New York. Do we know anybody on the East Coast? I've got a couple looking. friends who live in D.C., <laughs> but uh, is that uh, what Simon Borg. Is oh. he still in the MLS offices? No, he's he not. not. He's a writer for Soccer America, I think. Oh, good Matt Doyle. Does he live in New York now? I think he's still West Coast and has been for some time. Uh, Alexi Lawless. Oh, no. <laughs> he's in... Oh. Uh, I don't know where he lives, but I would imagine it's... I mean, my guess would be Detroit, but I think that would be... Is there a still on the East Coast? <laughs> no, he's he's a West Coast guy for sure, isn't he? I don't know. Yes, but he uh, was coaching an East Coast team for... Eric Winalda's got a, that a West pre-season. Coast mentality. <laughs> yeah. Being bad he's at your job. Something. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, Alexi Lawless is from Detroit. That's the only... Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. Motor City. He seems like a Motor City guy. Motown yeah. is Detroit Motown. Yeah. Oh, he probably he works for like ESPN or some garbage, right? He probably lives in Connecticut. Alexi? Yeah. He lives. He works for Fox. Oh, I don't know where their home base is, so never mind. I don't know either. Um, probably, probably Los Angeles. Let's be honest. Probably. He probably lives in a nice town. So yeah, we have yeah. no idea who it is. Uh, candidates stated before. Uh, if we scroll down, uh, well, we didn't actually list them here. Um, we know that the club has been interested in talking to Landon Donovan, I believe was one of the names we've seen floated. Javier Morales, uh, another we've seen floated. Jason floated Price. by like official rumor channels or floated by like people who said, oh, you know who would be fun? No, these are this this would be in the rumor category. And not in the okay. specula- not not in the rank speculation category. Okay. But we shall see. And hopefully sooner rather than later, because uh I don't know. Let's talk about the game. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. We well wait, let's see. What do we have? Uh okay, I was just gonna briefly mention uh we should quickly follow up and say should should we go over what um Rubio said about Freddie. Oh yeah, that did take place between episodes, didn't it? Yeah, did yeah. It? Let's uh, take it away. Yeah. So um, we had heard. Oh, and uh, Freddie Juarez went on uh, Trey's podcast. We probably did, didn't mention that, right? We did not know that. Okay. Took place so after. that was interesting. Um, <laughs> and he, hearing uh, Freddie uh, on that podcast actually made me. Uh, a lot more not stoked with the situation yep. um, to be honest. And uh, just because, I mean, Matt, maybe you can speak to more specifics. I, I, it just, it felt really weird, the whole thing. Uh, but one thing in particular, he was talking about how like, you know, the players wished him well or whatever. And also like, I was talking about this with Josh uh, from the RSL show the other night. It's like, if you know, if players are happy, you're gone <laughs> or leaving. Maybe, their happiness is coming from a different place um, potentially, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I, 
I don't know. There there was just weird vibes there. And then I was getting tired of just like the let's be happy for Freddie for doing something like this uh, mindset. And I think Trevor said it really well the last time we recorded. But like it just really started to feel as Matt pointed out, like separately, just like a, just seriously, like a small club inferiority complex where we're just like supposed to just like take, take it, I guess. And just be like, Oh, that was a normal thing for a head coach to do at this point in the season. And I think that we should just have more pride in Real Salt Lake, uh, and like the history of this club to, to think that that was, something that should just have gone down like that i think yeah, that we was should bad. we should want better for ourselves yeah absolutely and so and and i i was talking about this on twitter and i was like i was saying that like you know i mean you don't have to you don't have to like wish him poorly or think he's a bad person or something like that but you don't have to like like lick the boot this much guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's just i get that there's like weird circumstances or whatever but it's like uh, he could have quit before the season started. He could have, like, I mean, he could have just waited to the end of the season. I mean, if he was as confident in the results that he, if he, if he, if he truly believed all the things he was saying in all these press conferences, then like it wouldn't have been that big of a problem. He would have been confident enough that he would have gotten renewed potentially at the end of the season. But even if he didn't, it's like you make a commitment to your team. You're in the locker room telling them something, and then you can't just bail on them like that. And uh, do you have Rubio's quote pulled up? Or at Not the yet, very least, if we keep talking, I'll pull it up right now. Okay. At the very least, like if you do something like that, like own up to it. Yeah, which is one thing that I don't think he ever did. Like he was never like, "Sorry, guys." Like, well, and you can't do that going to an assistant coach position. But like, if he just, as an example, like got poached and went to like a Lima a Liga MX team as a head coach. Like, yeah, that's fair enough. And you can stand there and say, Hey, sorry guys, I got to do this. This is my career. I've got to go yep. be a better coach at a better place. Wish you all the best. Good luck. But you can't do that when you go be an assistant coach at a conference rival. Yeah. <sighs> yep. It's just, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've got it when you're ready, by the way. Okay, go for it. Because I think this is the first time we heard somebody like really breaking from the like kind of the implied acceptance of this. I mean, a yeah. lot of it wasn't very explicit. It just kind of felt like I mean, the fact that Freddie went on the podcast and was essentially just talking about how, you know, this was an easy choice for him. You know, everyone's just like, it's all hunky dory. I was like, R- really? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, so noted that it's uh, taking place in an RSL press conference, so in official capacity. Um, so just some some context yeah. slash background on that. All right, here's the quotes. Uh, and I've got three tweets to read you. It got us all by surprise. We were kind of shocked with the news. At the same time, you know, preach a lot of stuff all year. And all of a sudden, you can say you bounce. Maybe he didn't believe in us. Maybe he didn't believe in himself. Uh, and of course, his emphasis was a little different than mine because I didn't write down the emphasis on specific things. So take take from that what you will. Uh, his press conference is available. I might clip the video tonight if I get ambitious and share that. And then I believe uh, 
Andy from the RSL show did tweet out a specific video clip of of some of this stuff. So uh, you can get that. Uh, so it goes on. Um, the most important thing is we have Pablo, and he's referencing Pablo Mastroeni here. Now, <laughs> he has the keys to the job, and we have to find ways to get a result. It's part of the business. We have to put our heads down and find a way to continue to put better performances and win games. I probably missed a word there. Uh, and he, finally, uh, we'll play with a little bit more fight, wanting not only to prove a lot of people wrong, but maybe him leaving. Obviously, yeah. we wish him the best, which is the most important thing. He's a great person, and he brought me into Salt Lake City. It's a real, like, kind of a thinly veiled backpedal in the last little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But it, it gives us a good insight into it, where he does say, you know, we wish him the best, and I think that's genuine, right? Um, I think it is, but I do think it's also genuine that he wants to show him that, like, yeah, you left the you're at the wrong team now, dude. Like, yep. Yeah. And when he says we wish him the best, that's, that's on a personal level, right? I don't think anyone's yeah. wishing him ill will or malice or any of that, or that, you know, a piano success at Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And nobody said that, right? Like, you're right. We want him to be happy personally. is kind of the vibe I'm getting from, from all of the quotes. Yeah. Um, I'm curious I, I can't. I I was at the game, so I I don't know. I didn't watch pregame, but I'm wondering. I thought um, I don't know who was interviewed before the game, or if they talked to anyone before the game about anything. But um, yeah, like I talked to someone at the, the club over the weekend, uh, Friday, Thursday. It was Thursday, um, and like apparently, just the vibe that I was getting, just in general, not necessarily from the club itself, but just kind of that like i said that implicit just like acceptance of it apparently isn't the case and like people internally are pretty pissed off about how that all went down and the reality is that freddie just didn't want to be a head coach like that's that is the case probably more than anything is that freddie just did not want to be a head coach and deal with what comes along with being a head coach so um you know like for the rest of his career that's probably if he plans on wanting to be a head coach again in mls that's going to be a question <laughs> that comes up that's yep. just yeah, what follows you are you sure you want to be a head coach this time <laughs> yeah because you didn't last time when things were going like all things considered not the worst but just, i plenty of room for improvement but yeah it's really kind of strange to hear that like freddie doesn't want to be a head coach when we heard that excuse me as part of his like interview process going from an interim manager to the coach like we were told that they conducted a search and they were like no freddie's the best guy for the job like we had several <laughs> other people come in yeah and one of them was jason Kreis, and then they were like nope we actually think freddie's gonna be better and i don't know if i'm not saying freddie versus jason like which is better or worse Ooh, but freddie krueger yeah, yeah obviously um no but that's but, no, you're right but, yeah to have uh, that be like the team stance like nope this is our guy he's the best guy for the job but but in like a in year there, and a half later best guy best guy comes along with at the at the price tag right so like they well, might say he's the best sure. guy for the job but it's like the best guy we're willing to pay for yeah yeah well kind of because we know that payment wasn't really the issue with jason christ it was other stuff but yeah 
the best guy that we're willing to give a certain allotted amount of control to at a certain yeah. price tag. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that fits all of that criteria where Deloitte Hansen can still maintain the weird amount of control that he had yeah. plus but at this price tag is the best for that. It's just strange to have the team say like, this was definitely our guy. And then a year and a half later, the guy's like, nope, actually, I don't like this job at all. I would like out <laughs> as soon as possible. Oh, yeah, there's an out for me in Seattle. Let's go. He took over. It's yeah. been how long? About two years, like almost to the day yeah. since he took over as interim coach. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, and I, I, I think that like in my conversation with, with uh, my friend at the club, I mean, that, that's what we talked about that. Like it, it seemed pretty apparent. Like we talked about this before. Freddie, we knew we thought this was even going to be I didn't even entertain this as a possibility that he would just like leave to he would quit to go to Seattle. But like that, he seemed like uncomfortable with like the idea of just talking to the press. Like we know how he talked to Lucas. Like it, it just seemed like like that's not an, a healthy relationship to have with people who were <laughs> like so, covering so the club. Here's an interesting sidebar then. Uh, at the end of the podcast uh, with Cray, the bleeding Claret and Cobalt is the name. It oh, is worth a listen. I know the quote you're going to say, and yeah. I adore it. So uh, he came yeah. out at the end and basically said, like, hey, media, like, you have to be more positive about this team. Uh, what you write influences people. And when you write things that aren't true, then uh, people believe things that aren't true. Yeah. Um, which I've got some concerns about, but Trevor, why don't you take it away? I forgot. Oh that. my goodness. He said, it's frustrating to read what's being written and to read it and be able to say like, that's not true. And like how that deals with the player and, and coach mentality, like going into it. And like, I don't know. My problem with it is you're the guy we're asking questions to. We can only, I say we media can only, Report, write, talk about what you give us. So if you give us the truth, we'll talk about the truth. And if you give us some <laughs> BS, quick cliche answer about something, or if you feed us absolute lies, that's what we'll talk about. And we'll talk about whether it's a lie and we'll talk about how bad of a lie it is. And we'll talk about how you're wrong and what we see versus what you're telling us. And you can't get mad at the media for writing and talking about things that are obviously like you telling us one thing and it's obviously another, like you don't get to do that and then say, Oh, well, you know, you guys should be better at, at your job. Like, no, you should. And obviously <laughs> like you're not a head coach anymore because you don't like that part. And that's fair. Like you don't have to be a head coach, but don't be the guy that comes out and either just like straight up lies or doesn't give us the information and then turn around and say, why are you guys not writing the truth about this? about the team like we're yep. asking you for the truth give us the truth and we'll we'll talk about it we'll write it but and you're it, the one not giving it to us it goes back to to i think the the real catalyst here was around albert rusnak you know through the first like 10 games of the season i think everybody was pretty rightly harsh on his performances um but those got better yeah uh, and freddie juarez i think is convinced that people aren't talking enough about how he got better. And that to me, one uh, ignores, I think 
kind of the day to day work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not out there listening to podcasts. He's not right, right, right. reading uh, Randall's player ratings every week, right? Well, maybe yeah. he is. That'd actually be pretty remarkable. Um, it's it's instead like these really punctuated things, yeah. Where he's only looking when something kind of blows up, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone starts talking about Albert Rusnak. Um, and of course, people still say things like, "Oh, like it's because we knew how much he was paid." Um, but for me, it still goes back to like we knew what he was capable of, yeah, what absolutely. he had done in the past, and what he was not doing. And the Slovakian national team recognized what he wasn't doing. And that's why he's probably out for like a significant period, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's tiresome for me to yeah, have him did, like leave that on the doorstep. Yeah, that's annoying. It, 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 yeah, you're right. It really did start with the Albert thing where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> where when you're you're straight up like uh, pretending like you're just straight up gaslighting everyone into saying that they're seeing something different than what they're seeing like that was just the most obnoxious thing about those press conferences so yeah i mean i can i we knew he didn't like dealing with the media just for the way it seemed very dishonest a lot of the times and or just like um, straight up rude like people were asking yeah, it was rude. specific pointed questions that were like directed to the right person about the right things and then he just immediately was like ah that's if you if you knew more if you were better at your job if you would write the right thing like completely undeserved like i get it when coaches get mad at media i'm not mad about that i get it when coaches get mad at questions that they're asked totally fair most of the time it wasn't fair at all when he was any time any time that he got cheesed at somebody or mad at somebody or was rude back to a reporter like it was never deserved yeah. it's very baffling um and notably we're in a pretty small media market as far as soccer reporting goes yeah like I, I you can count on two hands easily like the outlets you've got the deseret news with some coverage you've got salt lake tribune with regular coverage you've got ksl.com with regular coverage and ksl sports with regular coverage on top of that, you've got the RSL show, off the crossbar, of course, and RSL soapbox, and that's really like it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and that is that's, absolutely that's tiny. Yeah. And he's dealing with the same people. You know, he was dealing with the same people week week in week out. Right. And it really just I don't know that it became such a sticking point for him. Really speaks to his desire to not be a head coach for me. Yeah, right. and maybe it's it was cr- all like dealing with media. And he loved the other things, but I don't. I think <laughs> there's more. There's got to be. But this but, is not a hard media market. No, like, you I mean, know, reporters it's... putting out basically like club propaganda regularly, <laughs> and it's and that's it's part of the job. I get it. Yeah. it's yeah. crazy to me. Like you get a coach at like the New York Knicks or like the Lakers or you know some other big market team that says and does something crazy or rude or something like that and it becomes like kind of the talking point for the next couple of games across the country we like not to keep harping on the lucas thing but like that kind of went national and when you have to do when you have stuff like that coming out of like salt lake like it's kind of a problem yeah like it's just so unexpected and like like i said not really appropriate especially for the question the person the, the situation like Anyway, yeah. all right. I'm kind of glad he's game? gone. I'm I'm hoping that we don't have to talk about him for a while. 
Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think that's, I mean, I don't know why we have to after this. And we we didn't really have to other than just that. I think, I don't know. I didn't like, I'm glad Trey did that interview with him. I didn't like what Freddie had to say in the interview. <laughs> so. Glad that Rubio said what he had to say. Me too. Um, we might hear more from players in the future. We might not. Don't know. But I think uh, I'm glad it was, I'm glad someone said something. Yep. So. Yeah, good on Rubio anyway. Rubin. He's been here for nine months now <laughs> and is the, the first person yeah. to be actually vocal about it beyond. Yeah. Good, good, good for him. It's good stuff. <sighs> All right. Talk about the game. Let's that, do it. That time. We're an hour yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we played FC Dallas. I was not in the stadium. You two were, right? Yeah. Yes. That's uh, true. Up in the press box. Seemed like you probably yep. had a. Nice old time. That's also uh, I true. Missed being there with you. Um, <laughs> I paid attention a little on my phone, but most of what I got out of the match was rewatching uh, today. So, did you hear the drum line? Uh, yes, I did, and I think that's. I'm sorry I didn't put it on the dock, but that's the most important thing. <laughs> it, yeah, it was the first thing I noticed. That was really funny. Drum um, line. Trevor should probably take us through that. As the resident man nerd, right? <laughs> sure. It's really like the drumline thing was really not as big of a deal as I thought it was. It was just funny. It was just funny, oh. like hearing it from he- hearing the the notable the the very uh, very obvious tact- difference in cadence confusion. between. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Confused. So to tell the whole story, um, I actually did talk to a couple people at the club. What it was is they went to, or they are going to, as like a marketing thing, going to a couple local high schools to try to get students to come to the games. And they're just offering like super discounted tickets, stuff like that. Pretty regular, like back to school, let's come see RSL, buy some cheap ticket type stuff. And a couple of the schools were like, well, how can we help? How can we participate? And the club um, listen to some of their suggestions. And one of them was we can have our drum line from our marching band go and make noise at the stadium. What do you think of that? And the club was like, sure, let's do it. But you should coordinate that with Labara. They are the drummers. They have all the stuff. You should go sit by them and maybe you can coordinate some stuff with them. And apparently that never happened. They just showed up with their drum line, brought all their stuff and just started playing whenever they felt like playing and so Labara seemed to get kind of upset because they just put all their drums down and just let them play for a while. And then in the second half, Labara kind of played and then the drumline kind of played and then Labara kind of played. So it kind of got passed back and forth. And the person I talked to at the club was like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think it's really working. We were planning on having another drumline come next game. But unless there's like some actual for sure coordination from the club and Labara and the drumline to make sure that everybody's on the same page probably not going to do it again so i would be kind of surprised <laughs> yeah. if we see a full-on drumline again but maybe there, but that, that's, that's where they came there. from that's why they were there in the first place yeah there's some potential there but yeah it was it was a little a little, a little funny that night yeah um, a little odd yeah anyway but the the game was uh the game was a game yes it um, was. I, I mean it, it was it was an entertaining one uh it was we first half was a bit of it wasn't great um unfortunately it started really poor and then it kind of started to pick up 
yeah the last, last half of the first half but it wasn't yeah. like brilliant by any stretch it, yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as the second half um so dallas uh has a good young team um who is really good in transition they um watching them is very is can be kind of mesmerizing a bit like they play a very defined uh style and matt doyle posted a couple videos or gifs or something on twitter of like some of the stuff they were doing uh including chances that didn't end up in a goal for them that were just like some examples of some of the of the type of play that they have and it's very it's very good a lot of times it was i mean if they were a bit more lethal maybe it's more players they have in it could have you know felt reminiscent of that time they just like smashed us under under the pet era at rio tinto um just watching them just completely outclass us but they yeah they're really good in transition um they did end up scoring uh, a goal that was you know purely on us i think marcella silva had a shocker that game unfortunately oh man um he how many times well, and this, that's the thing. I don't think I would call his whole game a shocker. He just had like two or three moments yeah. where it's like, what are you doing? That's the thing. It's and like they score a goal off of it. Yeah, He can be serviceable yeah. center back for 75 minutes or hell, even 90 minutes. And there are two moments in this game where he does something completely inexplicable and risky that just like you know gives them two goals and that's what happened so first goal he did this weird like scoop turn thing outside like right in front of our box that just like laid it up right to one of their guys who passed it there was a dummy involved and then just left uh one of their attackers wide open um there were shouts of offside he justin glad was holding him on it wasn't justin's fault it was a very weird turnover in a weird place that should have just ended with a, you know, this team that has no problem clearing the ball. We love passing the ball around a million times, giving it to Andrew Putna to do like a 30 yard misclearance out of bounds. I don't know why we all of a sudden decided to be a purist when it comes to uh, just booting the ball away from the 18. But in that moment, we were. And uh, that was very unfortunate. But then um, we saw a very nice set piece opportunity that was played quickly to the right side where Aaron Herrera was in a very open crossing position and played a perfect pass into Justin Glad, who uh, got a nice headed goal. And that was a nice little Herrera assist yet again. And Trevor, did you say it was the first time uh, those two have been involved in a goal together? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, Justin Glad's only scored, I think, three professional goals, and one was with the oh, Monarchs. Interesting. Now, I think he's had, I remember, I know I can picture at least three, including that one, RSL goals. Um, he had another one this season, and then uh, he's had another header in the box before, I believe. Um, it hasn't been very many. You're right. Yeah. But yeah. Th- that was so, all I was basing it off of was just, I I'm don't sure, think I'm he sure scored enough case. goals for Aaron Herrera to assist him on any of <laughs> yeah, them. So. I'm sure that's the case. So yeah, great stuff there um, That right before half, which was very, it was much needed going into halftime. And then it appears there was something, uh, I, I don't know what was said in the locker room, but it uh, we came out looking very nice in the second half. Um, but something is- interesting happens in the second half. So we score. Uh, who scores our next goal? I can't remember. That would be. Was that Albert? It was, 
Johnny, wasn't it? Oh, that oh, was Johnny Menendez. So yeah, off the uh, Johnny. Johnny looked really good this game. Um, he uh, was creating a lot of really nice chances. Uh, um, and Noah Powder, who seem who just really wanted to crack a shot, like you could see him trying to line it up, like he did last time. Um, got a pretty decent one right at the keeper, but it was hard enough that he like just kind of tried to deflect it away. Um, just luckily right into Johnny Menendez, Menendez's path and he buries his first goal for RSL, which was great to see and also deserved because I think he, I mean, there were a lot of other moments where he um, looked really dangerous this game. So that happens. And then we score again through Johnny Menendez assisting Albert Rusnak, uh, which was a, a nice goal. It was keeper got a, a hand on it. It was a good shot by Albert, but it was like it went off his hand, then went over the line. Um, it was nice. Um, but then we start getting into like the 70th, 70 minutes range and there we, we haven't subbed. And <laughs> this I saw a lot of people. I didn't see a ton of people complaining about this at this point. And I thought, I, I didn't think our guys looked tired. Our, we were playing really well. Yeah. And I was really enjoying seeing like this team on the field play together. Uh, and then did Chang come in before they scored again or did he come in at right after? I oh, think he's geez, just came looking in. at it. Hang on. I think he came in after. Um, but what was interesting is that like I saw people saying like this is why you sub before but like I in this instance where we had six days between games I wasn't clamoring for substitutions because no one on the field looked really tired everyone on the field was looking like they were having just a real good old time so um yeah so Chang comes in Chang right and two Beasler, minutes after yeah Chang and Beezer came in after mm-hmm. um, so the goal yeah so Albert scores in the 72nd they make three subs uh, and then Jesus Ferreira scores just a phenomenal individual goal but came on the heels of another like really insane Marcelo Silva just like mistake where I don't even know how to describe <laughs> well what it should doing. be it should be noted, this is a good example of it, this goal, if you watch the highlights of it, of kind of what Noah Powder was doing all night, which was yeah. getting caught out of position, to be honest. That is true. Now, he, I think Noah Powder has to work very a lot on his defensive positioning. Yeah, it was it was Powder that was defending um, whoever it was that had the ball. I don't remember who. Um, defending him out on the wing, and Silva had stepped out to also cover this guy. And so then they ended up double teaming, but they just passed it around them basically. And Powder just stood still. Marcelo was beat, um, tried to slide yeah. tackle the ball away, not even close. And so it basically <laughs> left Jesus Ferreira um, in the box against, against Paulo, Paulo Ruiz. Ruiz and Justin Glad. And Paulo kind of took himself out of the play. <laughs> Made like just an in, just really bit so as hard as you could possibly <laughs> yeah, just, bite on a cut. So hard. And then he just beat Justin with a great move. And at that point was six feet away from the goal and just put and it over Putna, which, it not bends. which is, I mean, honestly, like I said, I think I told you in the box, Kyle, like that's a phenomenal goal. And as long as we win the game, like I, I don't care. I, I love seeing those goals. Yeah. It was great. And yeah. we won, so I'm not that mad about it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not that mad about it either. I'm just, I mean, it, it was just another like, I, 
yeah marcelo silva just kind of doing some weird stuff like powder put him in a tough position there you'd expect your center back to be able to make that slide tackle though he kind of goes in a little weirdly and then paulo ruiz just gets totally got (laughs) right there got smoked (laughs) yep it's it was really tough um but anyway game end, and then soon after that chain comes in um Beasler comes in, uh, and then they make another sub. We make another sub. So Anderson Julio um, didn't come in until the 93rd or about the 90. It was like in stoppage time when he came in. Um, And he immediately almost scores. Like, (laughs) like right as soon as he comes in. And I'm, I'm, I am perplexed why it's always, it's been Chang off the bench before Julio because, I mean, Julio's gotten, more starts than Chang, I think. And he started more recently than Chang, but I'm just like, I, and I think Chang has a strengths, but like, I'm not seeing what's more valuable about Michael Chang in these moments than Anderson. Julio, so but. I, I can give you Freddie Wires's answer. Sure. Oh, good. Let's go. Chang. Uh, so I must've been two months ago. I know we said we wouldn't talk about him anymore, but this is relevant, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, he, he, he subbed in Chang instead of Julio, and of course it was a question. Um, but it was that Chang provided a like more of a passing game, more of a possession game, and that's what he felt like we needed. I don't know if that was the case here so much, um, but I, I think that's the overruling that's the idea on the coaching staff, at least. Yeah, that, that, honestly, that might be the case. Like, If we need a goal, I think we might be more likely to go for Julio. I think that might be the case. Like if we're down, I think we might be more like, or if we're down or tied at home and they really want to score, I think they'll probably are more likely to put in Julio. I think I can see Chang being better in possession. Julio um, has, you know, I think he's talented in different areas than Chang, but yeah, I, I yeah. guess I can see that. Uh, that was going to be my comment was just, they're kind of two different players that do two different things. They give you two different looks. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't think it's really a fight between Chang and Julio. I think it's situational. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I agree. At this point, I just I, like Julio. I, I feel I like Julio should probably be seeing more minutes. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I just think he's he's such a he's so electric, especially when he comes on as a sub because he's just so fast and uh, like he wants to score so bad <laughs> every yeah. single time uh yeah anyway so yeah there's some good stuff there was also oh there was a funny moment in the first half where like uh i think aaron's been doing super well i mean we know aaron's good he's i think he's really like stepped up the last like few matches like offensively but i think he had a moment where he played like a nice like ball across the six to the to the top of the 18 and like uh i think it was pablo ruiz got super mad i think yeah. it I, who, who was it was oh it was rubio it was yeah. rubio like, that there took was a really the nice of... like spell of play where like we had these nice passes and then we had this perfect ball to like set up someone at the top of the six and uh rubio took it i think it was deflected out for a corner but <laughs> paulo like freaked out and i thought it was funny because it's like paulo like dude you would have put that way above the goal <laughs> he was coming in 
too hot. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. And we'll never know. So it's kind of a moot <laughs> argument. But no, it was definitely Paulo, at the very least, had the way better angle. He was coming he straight into the box from it. And Rubio had to like turn and He's, put it. Yeah, like Rubio just didn't expect him, him to be there because yeah. he had just been somewhere or uh, Paulo had just been somewhere else. So it, would, it was kind of weird that he just popped up perfectly right there. But yeah, uh, yeah. That, it was pretty funny. But it was. They high fived after, so it was okay. Um, but yeah, Matt, what did you think about that game on the on the on the the rewatch for the first yeah. time? So, the so you always get watch. a better feeling about a match in the press box, right? You understand the flow yeah. better, um, or you know, in the stadium more generally. Uh, so I was actually really curious what you, what both of you thought about it. For me, I, I watched it in a couple of sessions, so like the thematic ideas of the match didn't really come across as well as I might have liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that worried me uh, was how easily we were bypassed. Uh, even when we were playing well, uh, it yeah. felt like two or three passes and and Dallas was in with a chance. And they weren't always good chances, and we generally swept up okay. But for me, there were there were a number of times when... When I was uh, worried, I mean, I wasn't worried about the result because I knew the result. <laughs> and again, that yeah. takes some of the drama and, and excitement out of it and changes perceptions. And I don't think that's necessarily like a thing that makes my perception more accurate. Uh, in some ways, it may actually like removing it from context, I think makes it harder to evaluate. Yeah. Unless I'm, you know, drawing lines and dots and X's and O's and all that, which I'm not. Uh as fun as that might be. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for me, like, it was a, a good match, but I felt like we kind of got away with one there. Uh, if Dallas was a better team, I would have expected them to finish more of those chances. But we we played the team we got. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's the other part of it is, uh, I guess, the actual result matters to how I think about the game, not just how we performed. If I were on the coaching mm-hmm. staff, though, I'd be concerned. Uh, yeah, not, I mean, not wholly, but, you know, and I'd, I'd also start Tony Dadkovich instead of Marcelo Silva. That's yeah, not a secret at this point. Two things. Uh, Tony wasn't starting, and I understand he wasn't starting because his wife had just had a baby. So that's kind of... Yeah. Probably missing it, training then. Yeah. Yeah. Was so he on fair the enough there. Uh, he, yeah, was he was, he was on the yeah. bench. Ochoa was also notably on the bench for this game. Yes, he was. Uh, the other thing I would say in response to what you were saying, Matt, uh, RSL had RSL had more shots, twenty-five to fourteen in the Oof. game, and they had more shots on target, twelve to two. How did we not finish more of those shots? I mean, we finished three, which mathematically <laughs> is about right. Yeah. <laughs> 12 is 12 I don't know if time, three out of 25 but three out of 12 like that's that's about it that's about right yeah that's fair all right but yeah, they finished, so we played they the finished we got. two out of their two so go put yeah. yeah so <laughs> like I saw someone say I mean like Dallas is bad and uh, like again on on in the table I think they're yeah they're, they're they're not they're in the bottom third of the table um but we also played incredibly poorly against Austin and Houston. Those two games we won at home that like a lot of people said felt like losses. And I think they were justified in feeling like that. I didn't feel like this one was one that it was a win that felt like a loss. Like I I think, I mean, yeah, a better team puts more away on us. Um, Yeah. But it also required, you know, two decent 
mistakes in order for them to get the two they had. And I think, you know, we had chances that, that you know, maybe different. I don't I, I can't remember the last time we scored three goals, but um, yeah, it's we, we played the team we got. And uh, it was also important that this team win this game under Pablo Mastroeni, but also came back from a losing position to yeah. win, which yeah, that's huge. had only happened on match day two, I believe against Sporting Kansas City. Charles mentioned that this was the second time this has happened this season, and I that was the game, I believe. I yeah, don't think he explicitly stated right. which game it was. But yeah, so um, yeah, so that was good to see. I think, and I think that maybe, I don't know, it, it, was, a, it was a better feeling leaving the stadium than like the Austin win oh, <laughs> or sure, the yeah. Houston win. Yeah, that makes it sense. Was, it was good. And it, it, we needed to win that game just based on how things went in Vancouver. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. we needed to get that one. The last time RSL scored three goals was against Colorado on Ju- on July 24th. Oh, that was a good yeah. game. Which is one, two, three, four, five. Which we didn't even score one of those goals, actually. It, yeah. It was uh, <laughs> eight goal. matches ago, so like a third of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Third I of the season that we played so far. Played. That was the last time Ochoa played, actually. If, I, if my memory serves, it was that Colorado game. Oh, man. So, he was on the bench. He was available in case something happened. Uh, but I think we'll see him against LAFC this weekend as well. Yeah, we're we're we've been told yeah. to expect him against LA. If, if he's on the bench, and also uh, I, it should be noted that we were concerned that maybe like the precaution, the Aaron Herrera precaution thing wasn't just a precaution or if it was like an Ochoa precaution. Turns out it was really just the turf precaution thing, and we uh, yeah, that was nice. Um, that was great to see Aaron in this game because he played a important role. We it does appear that uh, Pablo rates Noah Powder, which is interesting. Yeah, um, I, I like I like Noah uh, offensively. I think <laughs> there's quite a lot to be. Uh, he doesn't provide what Ashton Morgan provides defensively. Let's say that. No, but uh, I think you and I might have had this conversation. I don't remember. I feel like I had it with somebody. But I think of the th- three options that we have at left back that aren't Andrew Brody. Yeah. There's plus and minuses to both. And I think Toya, you kind of get the worst of both worlds. Like he's still a good player. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. But he's mm-hmm. not going to push anything offensively. And he's not really going to push anything defensively. I think Morgan is much better defensively, not as good offensively, and Powder yeah. is much better offensively and not as good defensively. And I think that just shows kind of – and obviously Andrew yeah. Brody is the best of both worlds, but I think Powder is a lot closer to Brody than Morgan or Toya are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think and if I that's liked... what you want out of your team, like, yeah, you're going to go with Powder. Oh, and, and Powder enough. played on the right side last time. He was playing uh, left back this game. Um I thought he was better. Uh, Much more natural. He, it, it, yeah, it looked more natural out there, just like moving the ball forward. Uh, little things like that made a difference. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am concerned about him against a more superior attacking team. Um, like LAFC? Like, yeah, like LAFC. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure about that. Oh, Diego Rossi no longer plays for them, though, so that's good. Uh, yeah, that that for me actually makes me a little worried because it it opens a spot for competition that they yeah. that, that might <laughs> propel them in a a difficult way. 
Yeah, and yeah. what's his face has like started scoring some goals now. Um, uh, the one who scored two against LA Galaxy, I can't remember his name. Um, Not Carlos Vela, but a different guy. Yeah, Christian. No, Brian Rodriguez. Brian Rodriguez. That's yeah, him. he had been like. He had been not scoring, but had been like, people were like, clearly this kid is amazing. Like, he just can't, hasn't well, he scored. Was, he was one of the players that they spent like 10 million on, wasn't he? Yeah, or something like that. Like a year or two ago when he was still a child. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's turning it on right now, I think. But um, yeah, who knows? Uh, sorry, we kind of moved into next game, but. No, no, that's good. Anyway. All right, well. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear you guys felt good about that game. And you know, a was, win is a win, right? And we we need wins at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll have more meaningful tests later on. I think so too. Uh the big one, of course, is in three games. Three, is it three? I believe it's three. Who's that? Seattle Sanders. Is that That's, at home? That is at home on the eighteenth of September. You think people oh, are I just realized I'm going to be out of worms. town that weekend. Ooh, whoops. That's okay. Where are you going? I'm, I, that I'm going to, I'm doing a fall, uh, that same cabin thing I did. I'm doing that again, but oh. in later in like peak fall season in that area. Wait, hang on. Great. Which cabin thing are we talking about? So, uh, my friend that has a cabin like near Alpine, Wyoming or like the Palisades up in Idaho. Okay. Um, doing that again that weekend but like we're gonna go up to jackson and stuff again and uh yeah i there's like i can't remember it's like people that work for the forest service in like the smoky mountain national park or something like that i don't know they have like a fall calculator thing like a fall it's like an estimator thing of like when peak fall will be in all areas of the country based on like the chlorophyll levels and leaves that they like apparently test on or the forest service does that's amazing um it's really great and they have this interactive map thing and that's like when peak fall starts that weekend so i'll be doing what i did during the colorado match probably and just be streaming it from poorly in uh, 240p it's going to be pretty nice love it um looking at our upcoming schedule uh should we take a trip to uh chicago let's do it as a pod um, uh, yeah, i thought we were taking a trip to austin i know I, I got I, I wanted to do that and i i'm still like thinking about it i covid is just like got i don't know it kind of has me like not feeling the traveling as much yeah, at this I think point. That's but very reasonable. That's fair. I feel like it might not be as fun if like they start like closing stuff down pretty soon. They might. I don't I maybe they won't. I just know like stuff's pretty crazy in Texas. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I want to go to <laughs> the Texas. Two, I think I would rather go to Chicago right now. Yeah. And like yeah. Texas in particular is just like I don't know. I was like I was just thinking about like, oh man, like what if what if the pod boys got in a car accident? We had to go to the ICU and there's no bed. So they just ship us to somewhere else. It would suck. So oh. I'm just, that yeah, I know. That's what, I'm <laughs> I, oh, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Why? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to dial back my expansive travel plans for this fall, which yeah. um, were pretty lofty, it turns out. But back when I really wanted, I mean, it seemed like we were ahead of the dang thing, but you know. It do be like that, I guess. It do. 
I'm we've sorry, got, I'm trying to figure out how much a flight to Chicago then would be. Uh, but my my location was somehow set to uh, Ukraine. Did you still have your <laughs> VPN set up? No, that's actually because of the work <laughs> VPN. Oh, we work with Ukrainians. Yeah. Our next two matches are on the road against LA and San Jose. Then we come back home. Um, but then, yeah, after that, it's pretty much home and away, home and away. All right. Home, well, away, away, home, home, away. So we're kind of almost evened up on the home and away matches. The offset that we had at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Should should be entertaining at least. Yeah. And that, that does start to erode some of what should have been an advantage for us. So it will be interesting to see where we end up. Yeah. All right. Well. Yes, it will be. So anything else you guys want to say? Should we? Uh, LA game is on a Sunday. It's on a late Sunday. It's yeah. at 30. I'll be honest. Next I Sunday? love like late Sunday games. No better way to take I, away the I, I Sunday scares do. by distracting yourself completely. I nor- yeah, except sometimes you lose 4-1 in Vancouver, and then you have to go work <laughs> yeah. the next day. Yeah. At least then you have an excuse for being unhappy, right? Yeah, yeah I, I guess. guess. <laughs> <laughs> they don't normally ask that first thing Monday morning. So what's your excuse, Kyle, for being unhappy? <laughs> You've got Usually a case on the Mondays. Kind of an idea. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. Well, we managed to keep it under an hour and a half. If we did we, it. We have to end soon, though. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Yeah. I, well, well done. With, you know, the music shouldn't take up more than 15 seconds, so... Uh, so let's go. We gotta go. We gotta go. All right. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. All right, bye, guys.